Hi everybody, welcome to another Prog Report interview. This is Roy. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Longtime American prog group Glass Hammer have been putting out albums since the early 90s. They've been very busy over the last 10 years putting out record after record, and they're back with another new one called Scalagrim Into the Breach, which comes out on October 15th. I had a chance to speak with three members of the band, Steve Babb, Fred Schendel, and Hannah Pryor, their new lead vocalist, so check it out. So uh, your username on Zoom is Grumpy Pants. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's that started out as an email nickname probably 15 years ago. And I just kind of, it's one of those things, the field pops up and it's like, what do you want your username to be? It's like, okay, Grumpy Pants. And now it's stuck with <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, then it becomes too late to uh, to change. Well, good to uh, to talk to everybody. So since uh, uh, we're, we are going to do this audio, uh, why don't I have each of you say your name and uh, so we can sort of distinguish who's who here because we have three of you, right? Correct. This is Steve Babb, and okay. I talk like this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Fred Schendel, and I talk like this. I'm Hannah Pryor, and this is my voice. <laughs> well, Han yeah. Hannah's going to be easy to pick out, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, nice to meet you, Hannah. I've talked to uh, to Fred and Steve before, but nice to to have you on board. Actually, you know, guys, it's been years since I had since we did an official podcast with you, which is crazy. I, some of the stuff that I've done on the site, I think, was like six months ago, and it'll be like four years ago. It's insane how some of this stuff flies. Uh, it, it gets worse. The older you get, the weirder that gets. <laughs> I, right. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, exactly. So where are you guys? Uh, are you guys still up in Tennessee? Is that I, I know that's where the band began. Is that where headquarters still is? Yeah, we're all located in Chattanooga or very close to Chattanooga now. Yeah. So that, yeah, we're all here. We're like the Austin of Tennessee now. It's getting all hip. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like every, not even country artist, like he just regular rocker sort of lives in Nashville now. That sort of seems to be. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now Nashville's not the cool place anymore. It's, right. It's all getting to be down here. A lot of people are moving down here because right. of the rock climb. We're like the rock climbing Mecca. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a big deal. That guy that won. Um, oh, what's that? That American Ninja Warrior. You talking about that? Yeah. Ninja Warrior. He moved here really okay yeah i love that show. Back, yeah. yeah we rock <laughs> i love that show i couldn't i couldn't do one one uh, uh obstacle on there for my life but i like watching it yeah i do too so uh well we're here to talk about uh the new album is this correct that it's your 20th we're not sure <laughs> i'm serious we lose count. we keep talking about that is it the 20 or 21 do we count the live albums you know it's that kind of it's right. at least 20 studio albums. Yeah. At least 20 so, studio albums. That's pretty phenomenal, guys. That that deserves an applause in of itself. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> really. Thank you. Really something. Uh, pronounce the title for me correctly. Okay. Scalagram. That's the way I say it. Okay. Uh, that's what I thought. I just didn't want to sound yeah. silly. Well, I've never bothered to look it up, to be honest <laughs> with you. It's a name I came across in a book a long time ago. And uh, a kind of a Nordic, well, it is a Nordic name, so I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yeah, so 
Uh, yeah, so Scalagrim, uh, well, dash into the breach. Uh, so I have a street date on it for October 15th, which is just in a couple of weeks. Um, you know, you guys have been churning out these, you've been pretty prolific the last few years. I mean, really since the band's uh, beginning, but the last few years, especially, I feel like, um, you know, talk about getting to work on this new one. I mean, what's the drive of all this creativity over the last, you know, five to 10 years? Uh, well, I mean, it certainly is a little easier to do when you run a recording studio anyway. Right. So that's part of it. Um, I think part of it is simply that, uh, at least over the last couple albums, we started to get a little bit more into a, a basic kind of riff driven kind of sound, which is a little easier. I don't want to say easier to write but they are the kind of things that I think occur a bit more naturally. So even though the, the writing process is still similar to the way it always would have been where you just kind of get individual ideas and then start stringing them together and coming up with variations and things. Um, uh, just switching a little bit more from writing on keyboards to writing on guitar has changed kind of how we how we do it I yeah think. i even i don't play guitar and i haven't got in on that action so now, <laughs> now I play guitar. it's just a lot of fun and uh well we got to talk about the the big thing which is a lineup change with uh, hannah as a new lead vocalist so hannah uh you know talk about i mean how did you meet these guys joining the band recording you know fill us in <laughs> so they we had a project um that was scheduled here to record at the studio um came in and did that and i ended up doing a lot of the backup vocals on that album or ep and um they ended up asking you know can you come do some backup vocals here and there i think it was for the remastered um heaven well, yeah, yes. yeah, it was the, the album of, of reworked kind of uh, right. Okay, new, newer versions of, yeah. of older songs. And yeah, we had to do a little bit of work on that. Just a little bit. And that was a little bit different than, you know, what it evolved to. But they were like, well, hey, can you bring something in? And just something that you know, really well, that can kind of showcase what you can do. That's kind of related to, you know, progressive rock. And I was like, well, I mean, I I know a little bit of Flyleaf, um, so I brought in a Flyleaf track, and they're like, awesome. All right, well, we're going to get to work in writing you some stuff, and then it turned into six songs on the album, so. Yeah, it kind of worked the way that most people do, and we wound up drafting them into our kind of Steely Dan type project, because <laughs> she came in here with you know, a project of her own, and you know, our ears perked up when kind of thought you know she potentially could really really work well for us and it was mm -hmm. kind of fortuitous that we did the remakes album because that kind of gave us a chance to see what it would sound like if she was singing our older stuff yeah and right. that really sealed the deal it's like well that works great plus so, if we're, we're moving toward more of a a rock metal version of progressive rock and that's what we wanted to do but we needed that kind of voice to sell it and uh we didn't have that at the time but yeah you know. well that's definitely present here i mean this is a far cry from you know things you guys were doing 10 15 years ago like you know the if albums and that whole right. kind of yeah. period 
Um, it's definitely a rocker. I mean, you, what made you guys want to make that change? Is that just you started writing it and figured this is what we should go? I mean, it's it, it's been trending that way the last few records. You're right. But I feel like this yeah. one, it's really this one really kind of stands uh, uh, out a little bit more to me, I think. I think uh, I want to say this, too. This isn't something we're we're trying to adapt to. I mean, we have a background in lots of different kinds of music. Uh, so I was a metal bass player in the 80s and Fred and I were both into bands like Black Sabbath. And so it's it's always been there. Uh, and then I mentioned to Fred wanting to kind of drift into some space rock territory, which I don't listen to a lot, but kind of my version of space rock was uh, this title track last time, The Dreaming City. And then we started beginning to, well, Fred began to pick up the rhythm guitar and started playing a lot of guitar. And um, and we kind of, well, this is what we want to do. So I, I, it was time for us to make a change, I think, anyway. Right. And this has been gradual, but our fans are on board with it. That, that was a lot of it was simply that the fact that it started to sneak in over the last few albums and people seemed to think that that was fine. Right. Kind of let us to feel like we could really kind of commit more to that direction because after 20 years of doing, you know, the, the more big five genre of, you know, small P progressive rock, you know, eventually you do kind of want to have a change. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's cool. I mean, I, I, a lot of bands do the reverse, right? A lot of you hear a lot of heavier bands over the course of their career, you know, I, I don't know, not the right word is mellow out, you know, with their stuff, but you guys have really done the reverse here. And it's cool. It's it's a nice, fresh sound. I mean, uh, you know, you talk about the the, the video anthem to Andorath, which is fantastic. And Thank I you. love that, love that riff. Um, you know, how does something like this start? It, because it's riff oriented, does it really focus on just writing that, getting that riff first on the guitar, like it's like in sort of standard metal and then going from there, or are you writing first still, is it still kind of verse chorus and then working around that? Well, that song uh, was written specifically for Hannah. So that's the first one. A couple of the ones that I sing on the album were written before we knew she'd be on board. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so I wrote that with her in mind, having just heard her sing the Flyleaf song. Uh, and in that case, that's maybe the second or third time I picked up Fred's Gibson SG. And again, I don't play guitar, <laughs> but instead of writing something on bass and keyboards like I usually do, I thought, let's do that. And of course, you know, I have to have Fred certainly came in and did a better job of it. But uh, that's how it was written. It was written <laughs> first chorus, first chorus with a nice, cool Stacy bridge. Uh, and it's just progressive enough, I think, to fall under the proper category yeah. of genre. So Hannah, I mean, your your background doesn't sound like it was in the more traditional progressive rock, right? So, what yeah. what is what is your background, and and have you had to go back now and relearn some of that old stuff, you know, classic Yes albums and things like that, or or you know, have these guys put you through any any prog training? Yes, absolutely. Ask Hannah to name a uh, classic Yes album. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead and answer. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely got my homework, but um, I come from musical theater background. I come from a uh, Christian worship background. That is, you know, basically my um, 
what I'm proficient in singing. Um, however, I grew up, you know, listening to 80s rock and lots of heart um, and Pat Benatar. So like this kind of helped me get that outlet in. I don't know. It was yeah. just tons, tons of fun to get to this point. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, we knew initially from the stuff that we heard her doing that she could be pretty and voice wise <laughs> she had a she had a sweet voice and she could she had a strong voice but we didn't really know about the belting side and that's kind of what we were hoping for it's like well, this is going to be a pretty heavy album you know we're going to need somebody that can really kind of shred vocally a little bit it's not us and when she did the fly leaf then we kind of realized all right we got it covered we can we can do everything we need to do at this point it's very different from anything i've ever done which is the exciting part of it Right. Our big problem recording Hannah is that she has such a, a loud dynamic range. It's almost hard to get a single vocal track because it'll go from, uh, you know, a, a, an acceptable microphone signal to absolute red line. I have to ride the uh, input game. The entire right. You just got to sit there with it and adjust as, it, as it's going. Right. Yeah. I'll put them to work. That's yeah. For sure. that's right. So, uh, I mean, recording wise was, well, it sounds like you were able to do it together in the studio. That's sort of rare these days. I mean, uh, in terms of generally other bands having to share files and work in different countries. I mean, you have the new Yes record where they did it in like almost three different complete areas and were never together. So um, is, do you think that influences how you guys write and, and, and work? nowadays versus not having to do that to to be distant and share files uh yeah a couple of albums when i so susie uh, is 500 miles from us she only ever got to come up rarely i mean she was raised here and we met her here and but she moved in 2010 i think so it's been difficult with her and it was difficult with john davison he came here for the second album we did with him and stayed for I don't know, two or three weeks. So that album was probably one of the first where we had a singer here working solidly with us. Um, but now uh, we have Hannah who's able to come in and uh, work on songs multiple times before we start doing official final tracks. It's not the writing so much. The writing is the same. It's the arranging and the evolution right. is where it fights because you get a chance to find out you know, oh, maybe this little thing doesn't work here. We should address that. And there were somebody, you know, the, the typical things that used to happen back in the day when bands would record and rehearse that somebody would play something by accident was cool and you could keep it and elaborate on that. Just all those little happy things that, and we, we tried to make that happen with Valkyrie. And I suppose it did to some extent, but it's, it's working much better now. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, I mean, I think you can hear it in the record. It sounds... It sort of has a little bit of that live feel, which is, is great um, and uh, not something you get uh, from a lot of records these days. And so that makes it powerful. There's still a lot of instrumental stuff in here, which I think is really cool. Uh, talk about the, the concept, the story behind it, because I know that's always a big thing for you guys. So uh, is that yeah, something that yeah. is that is that something that started starts off first in the in the early writing of the of the record? Yeah, this is. Uh... So on the last album, Dreaming City, it was weird. I, I knew I wanted to do a concept about kind of a loner guy up against terrible odds. 
and I pitched it to uh, Fred and I pitched it to my wife. I was like, let's do something like, you know, like high noon. I want to do a Western themed prog album. And I got a resounding nose. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'll show you. Uh, we're going to do sword and sorcery. So, uh, you know, that sounds obscure, but it's kind of a part of what we've always done. We've always kind of dipped into nostalgia just a bit mm -hmm. because I know who our audience is and they're my age or slightly younger or slightly older. And I was banking on the fact that maybe they read the same books I read uh, growing up and that they would kind of relate to this whole uh, pretend idea that our album was based on a book. Uh, which of course it wasn't now I've actually written the book so that's my next chore but yeah the story's kind of important to me it, it is about a loner up against terrible odds and on the second album he's he's up against worse odds than before and we do plan to bring his story to conclusion on a third album so I, I like the idea of, um, to me it sounds very progressive to to do a trilogy I don't know who's done that maybe somebody's done that right um, and yeah, the story's you know very important to me, more so I think to me than the fans or even the band members. But that's kind of my inspiration. Do you find it? Do you find it more? Okay, well let me phrase it. Do you like the challenge of writing to a story uh, like that, or do you find it easier for you to write around that versus if it was just random songs? You guys have yeah, done that I, as well. So I mean, I've never really separated the two in my mind. I'm always a have, have been a believer that you're kind of musically artistically wired at maybe 17 or 18 somewhere in that era and that's the year that i was inundated with yes and black sabbath and elp and rush and it was also the years that i discovered tolkien c.s lewis you know all that stuff happened at the same time for me so as i grew older uh, in music and even other bands i, I was in i wanted I, to me, music was a way to tell a story. Yeah. I know it is for certain country artists and, you know, and the concept albums were a thing, of course, and I've always gravitated toward that. I like doing that. So how's the, how's the book coming along? Is it done? Are you still in the process of writing? Uh, the first one is done and the editor is supposed to be done today. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he did. And then I'm, I've, I decided I'm going to go with this like an indie publisher, just like we've always done Glass Hammer. I'm just going to do it myself. And so I've got a lot of challenges ahead, but the, the story is important to me. And I think when I proved to myself, I could do 400 pages. That is some <laughs> tough. That, that, so that have you guys, uh, you guys had to, have you guys read it yet? Did, did he, did he make you read it? Did you have only like two days to read it or how did that work out? No, not yet. I think I've read an excerpt. Well, you've read these pretend oh, excerpts. Okay. Yeah, so pretend. the, the okay. album is a little bit, like the narrative in the album is a little tongue in cheek. It's, it's supposed to be kind of overblown and, and sound very heroic and noble in places, but the book is more, is a much more serious thing. Nobody's read it yet, except the editor and one of our fans read it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it's top secret till I'm, <laughs> till I'm sure it's, <laughs> it's deep. <laughs> well that's cool now congratulations i mean I, I doing a book is is tough it's definitely that's a lot of work so so yeah, props to you good. for pulling that off that's amazing uh what's uh what's next i mean 
I, I'm sure you guys are struggling like anybody else to want to play a show and, and that kind of stuff. Is that something that, you know, you're planning to try and do or down the line? Um, oh, definitely. It's, it's something we're excited to do and looking forward to do, but we're not anxious to do. And we have, I'm, I'm, I'm personally patient about it. Uh, I think we're kind of centering our sights on the next cruise to the edge waiting for that to solidify 1000% for sure. Cause I mean, this day and age, you know, who can predict actually what's going to happen a year out, but assuming that it does, then I'm sure we'll line up some other things around it, but we're not really going way out of our way to try to book anything until we have, yeah. a, we have, a, we need a temple. Of, of all the bands in our genre, we probably suffered less because you know, very well, we, we don't play often. Right. Uh, unfortunately we were perfectly rehearsed to go on the last cruise and right. you know, then it was called. And so we just hung up the instruments and packed it all away and started writing again, which we're always happy to do. But yeah, if we do, if cruise to the edge happens, which I mean, I'm told it will, uh, we'll probably put some more shows together around that. And, uh, and Hannah, will you be uh, attending the cruise as well to be singing? I will be, I'm super excited. So yes. That's great. Uh, yeah, listen, I, you know, I'm, I'm one of the co-hosts on there and I look oh. forward to, uh, to being able to go. It, it's going to have been three years, I guess, since we had done the last oh. cruise by the time it happens, which is crazy. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Cause it was really an every year thing, pretty, you know, uh, it successfully run and, and attended and it was awesome. It's the best time in the world for, for this kind of music. So. I hope it yeah. happens for sure. I mean, I haven't heard anything that it isn't, but like you guys yeah, said, who knows? I mean, we, yeah. every week is different <laughs> right now. Right. So, and uh, COVID-wise, I mean, how is it? How's that affected you guys? Uh, other otherwise, I mean, every, have you guys been sort of healthy and okay and and dealing uh, all right with it? Yeah, ourselves personally, I mean, we we all everybody knows people that have you know been through some difficult things. Mm -hmm. But uh, as for, you know, the direct members of the band, I'm sure she had it. Did you have it? Uh, yeah, it was, it okay. was very, very mild, thankfully. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I actually might have had it, and I'm not sure. It was so mild, I never went and officially got diagnosed. So I don't know if I had it or not. <laughs> well, yeah, every, time, every time you sneeze, you think maybe you have it, you know? It's like the craziest thing. Yeah, yeah it's like I had a cold. I didn't have a fever. I didn't lose my sense of taste. So I was like, fine. About four days into it, I ran a fever for two nights and then it went away. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Well, cool. Guys, always good catching up. Congrats on the new record. Scalagrim Into the Breach uh, out on October 15th. Uh, we met a new singer, Hannah. Nice to meet you. Thanks for joining us on this. And yeah. uh, and of course, uh, look out for the book. Do we have? Is it called the same thing, or is it? Does it have a different title? This one's kind of the first uh, uh, CD, the Dreaming City CD, really expanded, and it's going to be called Scalagrim in the Vales of Pagarna. So it's a very proggy title, you know. Very proggy indeed. <laughs> very proggy. <laughs> well, cool, awesome guys. I hope uh, we can connect on the cruise and. Uh, you know, we'll talk, again. Yeah. we'll talk again soon. Good luck with everything. All right. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thanks to the guys from Glass Hammer for the interview. Don't forget their new album, Scalagrim Into the Breach, is out on October 15th. We're going to close with a bit of the track Anthem to Andorath, which is a single you can check out out now. 
Don't forget, for upcoming news, interviews, reviews, and more, visit progreport.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can download our podcast on all our podcast networks. And for special episodes, check out our YouTube channel.